Good morning. Welcome to the Bond Sunday Morning Services. Thank you so much for being with me. I absolutely appreciate it. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. You can get involved in this discussion by calling 800-411-2663, 800-411-BOND, B-O-N-D. Or call or email church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org. And put your name in town, name in town, name in town on your emails. And good morning to you guys. I'm glad you guys showed up on this holiday weekend. That's amazing. So what I think we're going to do today is have a lighthearted meeting. No yelling and screaming and just kind of, I'm not going to make you mad or anything like that. I'm going to be really nice. This is a holiday and Memorial Day. We are remembering the men and women who sacrificed their lives for us to be here. So we should have a nice meet today. Don't you agree? Yes. Okay, no, no anger today. Um, I had the, today we're supposed to talk about being perfect. So I'm going to have to talk about it in a way that I don't normally talk about it. So um, I had a, the opportunity to see, to, I've had the opportunity to interview truckloads of preachers on my radio show black preachers and white preachers as well. And I realized that they are like traitors to the truth because the truth will make you free. And a lot of people don't want you to know the truth because they don't want you to be free. And these preachers are like going to school, learning the Bible, you know, getting degrees, master's degrees, PhDs, and all that kind of stuff. And, and so I was thinking about this this weekend. I wonder if all them, of them know what they're doing, but a lot of them may not know that they're keeping the truth away from people because they're going to school too and being taught about truth. And so maybe that's all they think that exists. And so I'm wondering how do we get to these preachers and people who have been deceived by keeping the truth away from them? Because... A lot of folks are suffering primarily because they don't get that truth. And then I saw this program that uh, Glenn Beck presented on Friday, this past Friday, with uh, black Americans who had a major impact on this country. They were right alongside and part of and was, you know, the founding fathers of this country as well. And I, when I'm watching this program, I grew up, I mean, I'm thinking, I never even heard of these people. I didn't know that it looked like this, it looked like the civil rights movement started with Dr. King. Looked like black people didn't come alive until that part of history, when this really wasn't true. It was like way back when, as we were saying earlier, even in this Patrick Henry, when he went warning the people that the British were coming, I never heard until yesterday that there was a black man along with him. I mean, Paul, what did Patrick Henry do? He gave a good speech. Oh, well, Paul revealed, yeah. He said the British were coming. Apparently, he went west, and the black guy went north, warning the people, and eventually they all came together. But I've never heard that at all in my whole life. And I'm thinking, wow, what a, what a impact that that would have had on the lives of all Americans, for the most part, if 
that had been taught as normal, you know, blacks and white together, just Americans fighting for the same cause. But when I was growing up, I never heard that. I never heard it until yesterday. And that was amazing to see that. And also some of the other black men who, I didn't know we had a black um, speaker of the house already. Did you know that? Yeah, 1700s. Or 1700 or 1800s. Yeah, in the 1700s, I believe, or 18. We had a first black speaker of the house. But it didn't, anybody ever heard that before? Isn't that like amazing? Yeah, until I saw it on this program. Uh, there's a guy who wrote a book by, it's the power, what's that book called? I have the book. Power of in black and white or something like that? Oh, American History in Black and White. Yeah, American History in Black and White. It's in that book, yeah. apparently, because the author was on the show. David Barton. Yeah, yeah David Barton. And uh, all this information that, even there's the guy, when they were crossing the Delaware, the thing, there was a black guy who played a major role in that. I mean, he was on the boat, and I never noticed the guy until yesterday. I saw the dark person on this boat, but I thought it was just the painting, you know. And there, by the way, there was a woman on that boat, too. So, ladies, you can feel better about life now. But what I realized, and the question was asked of Glenn Beck, why is it that they have kept this information away from us? Why did they deliberately keep it away from us? And they kept it away because they want people to feel helpless and dependent on government and not feel like an individual who can really make it in your own life. Because when you feel like you need help, you're going to end up looking to the government to help you. And then they end up controlling you. And this is why this knowledge, this information has been kept away from us. And I see the same thing happening in religion. Some of the dumbest and worst people are Christians. And that is because they, they don't have that spiritual understanding that should come straight from God. And I think that it's been deliberately kept away so that the church and religion can control you. I believe that's the same thing that's going on there. And so my mission is to continue to try to put the truth out there in order to wake people up so they can live their lives, live individual lives. And then you see how to work with others and, and help one another. But this information is kept away in order to control you. It keeps you going to church and paying your tithe and glorifying the preacher and his wife, making sure she has a white Mercedes Benz and get her hair done and her nails. And so the truth is being hidden. And this is why the Bible said that people suffer due to the lack of knowledge, due to the lack of truth. Yes, Jim. Uh, I did want to say that uh, a lot of this, at least in the last few decades, uh, has been the victimhood mentality put on the, the black people because it, it's political power more to a certain party, and, and we know the media is in, in favor of yeah. of the uh, you know of the Democrats getting them in office. But I've done some research recently myself, and I found out that MLK himself was a Republican. I also found out that the Democrats started the KKK. I found out that the Republicans started the NAACP. I never knew these things before. We're we never hear about that. Yeah. It was, they, it was the, you know, it was the, it was the other party. I, I'm not saying that the Republicans are that much better than the right. Democrats because they become so corrupt. 
But I'm finding out, if you go back in history, the, the, the blacks were always more conservative. And uh, another thing that uh, you didn't mention, uh, you probably heard about it, but uh, they had a battle during the American Revolution in uh, Massachusetts someplace. And, and half the people lying dead were black, and half the people lying dead were white. They were yeah. all f fighting for the same cause. Yeah. So you never hear about that stuff. It's always, it's always, you know, they have, you know, they play that, that you know, victim, uh, victimization uh, uh, thing with uh, the blacks, and uh, they never ever get away from that. And, and there were times, and, and I was amazed too, and I saw Lynn Beck talking about these brilliant, I mean, yeah. absolutely brilliant black men. They were like, a, you know, sitting in a. It kind of made they, sense to me though when I saw it because prior to the quote unquote civil rights movement, when we didn't know anything about a civil rights movement, there were smart black people all around oh, me at were. least in Alabama. You know, they, they, they were building colleges around the country. They had their own businesses. Right. In right. spite of the laws being right. against them. And then you saw men being more uh, outgoing and building and right. in charge and, right. and doing what they should be doing in life. But after the civil rights movement happened, it's like everything else was just shut off for black people. It was like now it's the government, it's your leader, you're not, you're not gonna get anything that causes you to become independent. And it just seemed like somebody turned the light off uh, 50 or 60 years ago because it wasn't like that growing up. It was not like that. It was a black man too who did the complete entire survey of Arlington, the Washington Monument, yeah. and it was a black man who designed it all. Yeah, I had heard of that and that, that blew me away when yeah. I heard that. And the same thing with the Bible, if you notice, I don't know if you notice, but if you notice, the Bible is not even the same as it was when I was growing up. It's been changed so much. And it just is so watered down and it's so weak now. And there's no way you're going to get help simply by just reading the Bible. I now understand why God put, wrote the truth in our hearts, you know, by way of the Holy Spirit, because that's the only thing you really can trust for truth. Because even the church, the Bible is so, so soft now. You can't judge. Don't they tell you? Don't judge. Don't judge. And that's all I hear now. You're judging. You're judging. When do we stop judging? You know? And then they tell you, uh, oh, another thing they have done with the Bible, the men are no longer the head of the woman. If you say that now, that's a, a sin. So they're still deceiving and, and giving you raw information to keep you down rather than making you free. And so we gotta wake up. Somehow or another, you gotta wake up to, to the way the world operates because the world is of the devil. And it's doing its job. But men and women gotta wake up and then go the right way. We gotta be bold enough to put the truth out there. And by the way, they are, these, these black people who had an impact on uh, America, they are gonna be in this books, history books in Texas, school books. So that's what they've been fighting. I think they said the liberals were fighting against that. They didn't want to put these people in the books, but Texas fought against it, and they will be in the books. <coughs> so the kids will be learning it as they're going through school, which is a very good thing. Texas has the, I understand, the reason why Texas is so important because it has the highest uh, demand for books in the country. Oh, okay. And so it's a very important yeah. fact that it is Texas that's doing this. They have much power in the educational system. 
And I thought that's it was a very good thing. That's a very good thing. It is. I thought it was interesting that yeah. they had to have a fight over putting these black people in the book when the liberals pretend to love black people. <laughs> it looked like liberals would have been, if the liberals are the friends of black Americans, why weren't they fighting to put these people in the book? Instead, they fought against it. They don't want black people put in the books. That's who, they don't want black people to wake up. That's what it is. So our battle is a spiritual battle between good and evil, right versus wrong. Jim, you wanted to say something about your action of last week? Well, yeah. Uh, I, or about I, anger or something? About anger, mainly. Uh, I think um, part of what happened to me, I think, since I got married, you know, they say marriage brings out a lot of things. Uh, you're not tested as much when you're living alone. And I'm not blaming it all on that, but I think partly that's part of the reason why I, I, it brought to light that I still have anger issues to deal with. And uh, it, I just, it seems like I, with me, you know, uh, and maybe with a lot of people too, I don't let go of things easy enough. You know, I always come from a family that had that kind of a spirit where it was a one-upsmanship, you know, tease type thing and, uh, you know, and, and a father, quite frankly, that had no idea how bad he could damage a child by saying awful things, you know, like you're stupid and this and that and many, many things like that. Just was, had no clue about that. But I'm, it's no reason to make excuses for, you know, how I am now. I mean, by, by now I should get it. But, you know, I still have that in me. And I think uh, part of the recoil of, you know, just what happened last week was probably I probably still hold some ombrage maybe against some of the things that were said to me here that I've never talked about that, you know, I didn't agree with or I didn't like. Like, I, you know, at times, I mean, I, I, I know that you, your aim is to put people on the hot seat and, you know, question them, say things to, to bring out, you know, what we need to bring out. And it's kind of a, I kind of call it a Jesse Peterson psychotherapy special type thing. And, and, you, you do it the way you want to do it because this is your place. You're the boss and you run the show and that's the way it's going to be. If you don't like it, you just don't come. But that's the way you do things. And, and uh, I, quite frankly, you know, have enjoyed many years here you know, at Bond and, and uh, have learned, learned things, definitely. Uh, and, I've ha and I've been happy when you, you know, nail people that need to be nailed. But I think when it comes to us, we don't want, <laughs> we don't want to be nailed as much. You know, we don't think we deserve it, maybe, but... You have it when other people are being nailed, but when you're being nailed, yeah. you can't. But, but, I mean, sometimes it's obvious. I mean, you get some people in here, and they're, you know, they're, I don't know, they're doing some bad things, and, I'm, you know, it's good to see you really nail them. And, and quite frankly, I always cheer you on, you know, when you're on Hannity or wherever you are, and you're giving it to the people that need to be, you know, right. you give it to them, and, I, and, and that's, you're, you're, you're doing a wonderful thing. And I've always, you know backed you or defended you if anybody ever put you down. I want you to know that. But I, I think there has been kind of a, I don't know, an, om, an ombridge, uh, maybe a spirit of resentment still, uh, you know, for, for, for me, I, I put it on myself for not letting it go, you know, and I, I should let it go. But uh, Why didn't you let it go? Because I, I guess the answer to that question is I probably haven't suffered enough to understand that. Yeah. But it's a good question. Um, but uh, I think, too, that... Uh, you know, at times it seems like you are a little bit over the top on certain things with the people and, you know, you are, I mean, I remember coming in one time, I think a, a transitional period took place maybe long ago and I didn't even realize it at the time. I came in here one time and you, uh, you made a, a 
direct point to my face. And you're standing there, I was sitting here about this far away, and you're saying, Jim, you are evil. You know, you, I don't even know if you remember that, but you... you no, I don't. Yeah, you, I didn't think you would. But, uh, and I, I thought about that later, and I thought, you know, well, you know, why would he be so compassionate about saying that to me? And you were very compassionate that day about saying, you've made a point. And, um... I, compassionate in a negative way or a good way? I don't think it was, a, I really honestly don't think it was, I don't think it was coming, I have to say this, I don't think it was complete love on your part, the way you said it to me that oh, way. It didn't feel like love? It didn't feel like it was coming the right, I just couldn't understand. And then I thought back, and I know we're not supposed to think back, we're supposed to forget and just let things go, but I'm one of these people, I just happen to have like a pristine memory. I can go back and put things. Yeah, most angry people have that. They do, yeah. I mean, not most, all of them have yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. And uh, I can remember that we had like, I think it was Robert's graduation, and I'm, I'm sorry for bringing this up, but I'm just trying to explain, you know, what the sequence of events was. Yeah. And I remember we, you know, we got, we get cavalier and we jostle each other, you know, outside of Bond and we get, you know, we get, sometimes we get kind of sharp with each other and we say things to each other. And I honestly believe I said something to you and it, it kind of pushed your button. I know you're not going to say it, you, your button could be pushed or anything, but I felt like you came in here and you, you kind of held that against me and you, lay, and you just laid into me big time. And I never ever, you know, uh, could understand, you know, why I didn't even bring it up. I just it would come back and I'd think about it. But, but I, I do remember that, uh, you know, we had, this converse, we, we had this conversation before. So you felt that you had pushed my budget? Before I, the day that I yeah, told you that you were yeah, evil, that something happened that you uh, didn't like what I said or something, and and I think that I I just it just seems like that's exactly what happened because I remember when you were in here and you were telling me that God I'm evil I mean you know <laughs> we Martin and I talked about was this, I wrong Martin, Martin was saying you know Jesse calls everybody evil why would was you I wrong by saying you were evil in that in that manner oh it's the way I said yeah. So I wasn't wrong about you being evil. It was just the way I said you were evil. Well, you know, we've argued that issue before, whether we're evil or not. And, you know, I think there's, I think there's, maybe a little evil in all of us or some of us. Me certainly still. I haven't maybe gotten it all out yet. But to say that I am evil, you know, and passionately say it, I think is uh, the way you said it. I think was wrong. So, but I wasn't wrong about you being evil. It was just the way I said it. Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and agree. You know, we have, we've debated this before. I, I, I don't think you could say that a person, like a person such as myself, is evil. I don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't look at myself as an evil person. Why not? Because uh, I think there's uh, certain people deserve that label of evil, such as a Hitler or a Mussolini, right. somebody like that. In that category, they are evil. But to right. say that, Martin, you are evil, or Pat, you are evil, I don't think it fits, you know, it fits here, you know, for certain people. So you're not evil? No, I'm not evil. So how many not people evil. agree with that? What are you saying? I do agree with him. You agree with him too? If he feels that he's not evil, then he is indeed not evil. If he feels that he's not, he's not. Yeah. Okay. How many people agree with that? <coughs> she said she agreed with him. If he feels that he is not evil, then he isn't evil. So she agreed with that. indeed not evil. I'm sorry? He is indeed not evil. He is indeed not evil. And you don't agree with him? No. Why not? Because you can see your, you can see yourself a certain way, 
all day long, but other people are going to see the evil. I mean, you can disagree with them. And I think most people know when they're evil. I think they know it, even though they say they deny it. They, they deny it most of the time, but I think they know. It's not that one day, okay, I'm going to be evil today. I'm being evil, okay. If you're evil one day, you're evil. That's, that's pretty Very cool. interesting point. Yeah. Do you agree with him and what you're saying about evil? With the glasses? No, I don't agree with him. You don't agree with him? I'm not going to answer any more questions. You're not going to answer more? Not yet? <laughs> <laughs> um, you're going to have to talk to God about that because God said that man's heart is evil. You didn't say Hitler, but the rest are okay. But uh, any person with anger has an evil heart. And that person cannot be trusted. They screw up their children's lives, uh, their family lives. They don't live happy lives because evil, that anger, is of their father, the devil. It's not of God, and angry people are separated from God, and that's why they have no peace, no happiness, no real joy, no that last. And until we say exactly what it is, we can make it cutesy everyone and just kind of pedicate it. That's what the devil wants. So you, but, okay. but, but if it, 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 it if, I don't remember the incident at all, but if it was true, was not true, you would not, you would have shown love to me because you would not have had this heart. You would have had a better, you know, a different heart. And you would not have ran off with anger like that and then came back to attack. You would have had love because you would have been connected to God and you would have thought of me and not of yourself. And so, but your heart, if you have anger, it is evil. And it will, make it light, it will make it difficult to deal with your family lives or anybody else's life. I, I, agree, that, I agree that that is, uh, that anger, having anger, an anger issue is <clears throat> definitely an evil thing. It is. I even, in fact, I saw it in the History Channel. It was very interesting. They said anger is one of the, maybe at the top of the most deadly sins. It is a terrible sin. The top of most what? Of the deadly sins. Anger. It is very Well, I know bad. that. It is very bad, but... Yeah. but but something you just said is, is that if someone has an anger issue, uh, you also said just now that that means they are not trustworthy in any way. No, you can't trust you can't an trust angry them. person. You can't trust them if a person has anger issues? Right. So How many people disagree with me on that one? We, I want a fellowship about it. It's not a task. Mm -hmm. This is Sunday morning service. Do you disagree, Pat? No. Oh, you don't disagree. Go ahead, Jim. You disagree? Well... Uh, do you have an anger issue at all? No, let me first ask you that. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I'm good at what, So you, are you saying you can trust an angry person? Not when he's angry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so that person but, can't be trusted because but I, that person's mind is of the devil. Yes. And so you may say something to that person or do something that they don't like, they'll turn on you just like that because they have no love for you. They have no, their, their house, their foundation is built on sand and anything can come and blow it away. And so one thing I've learned since running this organization, you cannot trust angry people. Kids can't trust angry parents you, because they're of the devil. They, they're not stable. They only get along with you as long as you pretty much agree with them or you're nice and soft. But you put the truth out there, it's over. Yeah. Do you disagree with that, Jim? 
it makes good sense what you're saying, but but to say that someone is not trustworthy at all, uh, I I mean, I consider myself, you know, to be wanting to do the right thing. I mean, like you say, if, yeah, you probably I, want to do the right thing, but in your anger, you can't always do the right thing. I see what you're saying. It just takes over. And so, is it those moments where you can become? A distrusted person. Well, yeah, you know, trust is such an interesting word too. I mean, that's a, another whole subject. I think there's different degrees of trust. You know, you, you know. No, either you trust or you don't. Well, there are certain people I would trust. You know, uh, maybe taking care of some of, of, a, of, a, of a personal item with me, but I would not of that belongs to me because I know they're basically honest when it comes to money and things like that. But I wouldn't trust them with my child. That's a different form of trust. There are there are levels of trust. Well, if you can't trust them with your child, then they're not trustworthy at all because the child is your most uh, precious possession. And so if that person can't be trusted to treat your child well, then they can't be trusted. Well, maybe I should have used a different example. That was a good one, though. Yeah. Yes, Pat. I don't think the discussion of, of gradations of evil and trustworthiness is all that relevant Right. or important, yeah. we're here in a church, you know, we're, I'm believing we're here to help ourselves get better over some of these things. So it's not an intellectual discussion, it's about us. Right. And um, I think the things you're saying are pretty clear. I mean, Jim, you know, came in last week, I mean, I think his own actions would show that he's not trustworthy in certain ways because once his buttons were pushed, he acted irrationally. Yeah. And he knows that. Trustworthy, trustworthy in certain ways is the, is the. Uh, well, but but the point is, when when an angry person, my button is pushed. I have an angry um, identity, let's call it whatever, and it and it's not rational. It's not trustworthy. Yeah. Uh, it's not good, and it is evil. Mm -hmm. And I think we all know that. So I, I mean, I think we need to be kind of real here about what if. What we see in ourselves is pretty clear. It's clear to me and I think probably to most of the people who come. They see what's inside themselves. But you know the problem is, and I think that's the point that Tay was trying to make, is that the churches or families don't call anger evil anymore. They, and, and as uh, uh, Jim is trying to do, they make it almost seem like you, it's okay to have some, and there are levels of anger, degrees of anger, and they make it seem as though you can accept degrees of it. That, you know, part of it's okay, I'm not Hitler. You know, I'm making, you know, don't trust me with your child or trust me with your money. But there is no, I mean, yes, evil is evil, evil. But evil, anger is of the devil. And anger is evil. Now, you may not go out and kill the Jews, but you give your wife hell. Your wife would not find peace in you because you have anger. Or you turn on me. You may not go out and kill, you know, the whatever, mm -hmm. but it's still it's killing if, if you know, because you can make your wife very, very unhappy being that way. And you're killing her spirit even more so. And if you don't overcome your anger, you're blaming on her, her mother, her everything. But you're no better than the mother and the, and the fathers that she had because you had that same spirit. And she may have been attracted, love, hate for that same spirit. I, I wouldn't. And, and angry people, unless you see that you are evil, you're not going to get over this. 
And the hardest thing in the world for the ego to accept is that it is evil. And that's why a lot of people are not going free. How many people want to think of themselves as being evil? But God said it, so blame him. Mm-hmm. I think uh, pinpointing it more of an issue with me has, has made me realize I, I have to pray to God and help him, have him help me be free of this, you know, because um, it, it really is something you can get addicted to uh, pretty easy. What's that? Anger, and it becomes a part of your, you know, it's just a natural reaction. Like, you know, I, I have prayed, you know, I said, I don't like that spirit, and I see that, you know, I see that, sometimes that uh, hair trigger uh, emotion in people that just get angry over nothing, and it really is truly ugly, you know, I mean, I, I really at least you know, see that part, and I, I don't want to be like that. I see that spirit, and it's very ugly. And then I, I'll see another man who, you know, have the same situation, he won't get angry at all, and he'll just understand and just let it go, and it's wonderful to see. Yeah. And, and it's a manly, it's kind of a manly, beautiful spirit, and I, you know, I, I would really like to have that. Well, you're not going to get it until you can accept that you are evil. You have an evil heart. And because that's what it's going to take to tear down that ego so God can come in and save you from it. Yeah. As long as you protect it, call it nicey-nicey. I don't call it, it nicey, but I, I do have a, I at least observe it and I admit it, and uh, I don't want it to be there. Yeah. So I don't know if you can say that's complete evil. You know? But, I mean, the average person, say, I mean, not average, but a lot of people say, oh, yeah, I'm angry. But when the moment comes to overcome it, they reject that moment. Yeah. So they don't really mean it, you know. Yeah. It's easy to say it, but when you are ready to overcome it, you're going to buck them down. Right. And when that temptation comes and that yeah. thing comes up in you, if you're sincere about it, you're going to be still and overcome it. Another thing I notice about angry people, too, they go and they organize against you. <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed that? When people get angry, they find other people who are angry at you, too. <laughs> and they, like, organize. And you stand alone. Yeah, do you stand alone? Because all your friends are turned against you. They're angry with you. Now they're like united together. You see that? Yeah. And that is the darnest thing I've ever seen. Uh, and it's like they, they, they create a group. And then they all agree, yeah, this is a mean one. And now everybody your enemy. But I'm, for me, I have to tell you, for me, running this organization... And dealing with people like that has been one of the most blessed things I could possibly have happened in my life. Because when God said, trust no man, I totally see what he means now. You can't trust another person. Do not put your trust in another person because most people are the devil. They're not going to be there. They turn on, and I mean not just friends, but family members, relationships. Because that anger is there, I'm telling you, when you find out that they have that anger, you better watch yourself. Because it can switch just like that. But for me, I don't take it personal because I understand the spiritual battle going on. Like when you came in last week and, you know, sat in the back. And when I walked in, we smiled like, you know, we were happy to see each other. It was like, it reminded me of an angry female coming to kill me. You know, because you look, you came as a friend, but you had a just stuff hitting in your heart. Right. And when you were acting that way, my heart went out to you because I know you well enough to know that that's not the way you want to act. And, and I, 
I wished in the moment that you were able to see what you were doing so you could overcome it right then and there. Instead of taking it personal because it wasn't happening to me, it was happening to you. That's your heart, that's your anger, and it's going to affect every area of your life if you don't let it go. Your kid, your wife, your every area of your life. Because you're separated from God with that. You can talk about God, you can meditate till the cows come home. You can read the Bible, you can know all the history of America. You could go out and protest, but if you got that anger, you ain't got nothing. If you don't have love, you have nothing. And angry people do not have love. That's why the kids are recreated in their image. Because they don't have love. And nobody, the average parent, average person don't want to hurt their kid. You know, you want to be able to love your child. Then they turn to teenage, you don't even recognize them. Is this my son, my daughter? Because you didn't have love, you had anger. Yes, Susan. Oh, I was just going to say, I can kind of understand how he feels because it's, I've always had um, a battle thinking that I was a nice person and, um, you know, you go, you kind of hang around people that agree with you and, you know, <laughs> and um, it's such a hard thing for me to admit that I have, I have a lot of hate in me, you know, and, yeah. and um, it's, it just kills you, and I see it, you know, I'm becoming a little objective to it. Well, the one thing I want to just clear up, we need to see what we are, but not judge what we are. You know, ask good or bad, just kind of see what's going on inside. Yeah, I'm learning not to overreact to what I see in yeah, myself. Yeah, just which see is it. what used to happen, is I used to see it, and then I just denied it. I just went into denial that I could be, you know, that horrible, but I was. Yeah. But the one thing I love about not having that in my heart anymore is that everything that happens to you is for the good. It really is. It's amazing. Yeah. It was like, it's, I want to use the word weird, but it's amazing because it's like everything that happened, if you're not judging it, it turns out for the good for you. It opens up, it brings in more insight for you or you wish the other person well, and then that comes back on you. It's like, it's like bad doesn't, there's no such thing as bad happening to you anymore. It all happens for the good when you're not subject to the world around you. I'm sorry, Susan, go ahead. Oh, I forget what I was gonna say, but I, um, I really see that for me to speak up you know, and maybe argue with somebody is a big deal. Like to say, I disagree with you because I then they'll hate me. And I've always had a trouble speaking up. Yeah. Because if you say what, if you disagree with somebody that you get support from, then then you're going to feel terrible. <laughs> I do that. I mean, I'm starting to speak up on these little things, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I feel terrible. I. <laughs> I feel, you know, they're, I'm not a nice person. I'm, anyway, yeah. for me, I, it's kind of hard. Just little things, just speaking of. Well, just don't hate yourself, though. Yeah, well. Because trying. we are nothing. Of ourselves, we are nothing. Of ourselves, we can do nothing. And of ourselves, we know nothing. So why, but the ego want to pretend that it is something. You know, the nature of the devil, it want to act like it's a God. You know, like, no, I'm not evil, I'm good. But it's not good. It has to die. 
Yes, sir. Can you elaborate on when you say don't trust people? Because you know, you got to trust people. And if, if, I, if I'm angry and everybody else around me is angry, I mean, what do you mean? I'm not sure what you mean by that. Um, that's a good question. Now, I trust people as far as I can throw them, meaning that, you know, I trust them, but I don't, I'm not into them the way I used to be before when I was an angry person. So if they did something, I'm no longer hurt by it or moved by it because I see that they can't help themselves. So I trust them, and then when I realize that they can't be trusted anymore, I'm done. But I'm not inwardly moved by it. See, people tend to get into one another. Friendships, love ships, all that, they get into one another. So and then that anger comes, and now, you know, they're starting to be, they're now divided from each other. Now the heart is hurting, the disappointment is there, the sadness is there, because you got into the person. But when you don't have that anger, you, don't, you cannot get into another person. And so when they do act out, you see that it's them, but you feel like you lost nothing because you never gave anything. You didn't give yourself to the person. Your faith were not, was not put in that person. But an angry person put their faith in people, places, and things, and you can't help it. So I trust. Somebody said, hey, I'll do this for you. I said, okay. And then if they do it, fine. If they don't, I'll find somebody else to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of trust. Now, I don't walk around distrusting people either. Right. I don't walk around trusting them or distrusting them. And I didn't do this to myself. It's like when God took away my anger, this other reality came about. This other way of living is just there. Just like the angry reality is there, there's a non-angry reality that's there too. So when he removes it from your heart, then you naturally start living this other way. I mean, I would if I was into people, I would have been crushed Jim coming here acting that way. Because Jim, I've been to Jim's house. We saw, I did, didn't I do your wedding? I was at the wedding, right? Huh? Did I do the way that I was there? You uh, helped do the... Uh, I did the preacher part thing, right? Yeah, you, you talked a little bit. And yeah. I was at his wedding. You know, I grew up at him at his house. And, for, and so I saw him, and still do, as a friend. And for a friend to turn on you because you tell them the truth, and then they're blaming you for how they feel about that truth, that would have been devastating. But since I know and understand can see what's going on, my heart went out to Jim, and I just been waiting for him to come around. Because I, I believe he will eventually. But I didn't know he was going to come back like a little woman the other day. But I still didn't take that personally because I know Jim won what's right. But because I'm not into Jim, my life goes on. I still have my peace and moving forward. And Jim get over it. We're still friends. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Is love... Did that answer that? Yeah. Now, when you're angry, though... You can't help but get into something to believe in. Friendship, money, women, and women with men, whatever. You can't help it. So don't try to make yourself not trust someone because you're going to do it in the wrong way. You got to overcome the anger so you can enter into the consciousness of God. So you can have one mind with him. No one, no how, no way it's not going to happen. If you have anger, you can call it what you want. You're not going to enter in. You can lie to yourself. You can pretend. 
You can do whatever you want, but if you have that much anger, you're not going to get in because it's of the devil. If you have that much. Because it's the nature of the devil. This is why God said you must be born again. You got to die ego death in order to enter in. Good and evil are warned against each other. Anger is evil. That's why you don't have any peace with it. Because it's evil. That's why there's no rest in it. Christ said, God said, come unto me and I'll give you rest. You got to overcome your father, the devil. I'm telling you. Now, I know we haven't heard this in years and everybody been acting like anger is cute. And the psychiatrist say, come to me and pay me $300 and I'll show you how to control your anger or justify your anger. But God says that you got to die from it. It's the nature, it's the ego nature of the devil. Yes, Susan. Um, oh, gosh, I forgot. I keep forgetting things. Yeah, you just raise your hand again. I know. Um, it's old uh, age. Well, I was going to ask if, if love is understanding. Yes, ma'am. That's... It's, That's what love that really helps if we can understand. See, you understand. You but see. you're never going to be able to understand until you have perfect love. Now, does love that, come first and then understand? Okay. Does that anger it leaves all at once, like it did with you, or is it gradual? See, I don't want to let let you and God determine that. He said, "Yeah, you overcome it just like that." But I don't want to give you a mindset that is a, is a what's that word people use now? It's progressive. Uh, progressive. Pro- yeah, yeah. It's a process. 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 I don't. You need. You can't have a mindset about it. Okay. You have to wait and see attitude without that mindset because that mindset is a setup. That teaching yeah, is a setup. I'm. I'm. A, I, I'm so easily fooled. I keep. Right. Thinking, oh, I made it. You know. <laughs> I haven't made it. Yeah, so I don't want to give you that. All I tell you is to recognize you have it. Be, just acknowledge that you have it. Do nothing else about it. And God will do the rest. Then you will see what I'm talking about. Tell you had your hand. Uh, yeah, I was just sitting here thinking about um, something you said earlier about the different levels of anger and how that's accepted like with, in parenting. Yeah. I was thinking about how my mom was, um, she'd say things like, well, at least my kids are um, not in jail or, right. or on drugs, but we were doing everything else. Yeah. So that was, <laughs> the other bad stuff was acceptable. And um, yeah. we could have sex out of wedlock. Yeah. We didn't get pregnant. That was, you know, acceptable. <laughs> so it seems like it starts early with angry people accepting differently. Yes, ma'am. At least my, my daughter is not in jail. She's just having sex with the neighbor, neighborhood. <laughs> She's not pregnant, but every Tom, Dick, and Harry come by. But it's, and that's what the ego does. It justifies evil so that you never have to look at it and overcome it. That's why God, God doesn't want you to judge things because even in that, it's not you judging it. Your father, the devil, is judging it for you. But he sounds like you. And of course, it made sense. If I don't have to, you know, I'm always say I'm evil. I'm not evil, but it's that evil. He's, we are influenced by the God that we serve. He operates through us, and so 
even when, when Jim was saying, well, at least I'm not Hitler, the devil told him, well, at least, how can Jesse say you're evil? You're not Hitler. So that he wouldn't see that moment and overcome it, you know? The fact that he got mad about it, you can call me evil all day long and I'm not moved. I still go have some breakfast. I won't, you know, I won't go and find your angry people and try to build a nest against you. Yes, ma'am. I realized what he was saying, you know, while I was thinking about different levels. And um, when you realize that you have anger and and you realize you you may not be Hitler, but you're Hitler-like. Yeah, (laughs) you're Hitler's daughter or son. (laughs) That is so true because you don't have patience with your kids. You don't have patience with your wife or your husband. You don't have patience with your friends. You don't have patience with things in life. It's the same thing. You just, just haven't figured out yet how to conquer a nation. But you're conquering everything else that comes your pathway. You know, especially people in, you know, who are subject to you. Like children, wife and children, you're okay. That makes sense. Well, in my own family situation, I, have a, a, I happen to marry a wife that has a much more severe anger problem than I do. Came into the marriage, she hid that from me before I got married. But Did she, you show her you're angry before you married her? Yeah, no. You show her your anger before you marry her. You said, this is what you're marrying. Well, you know, I don't want to make comparisons, but I mean, I'm telling you, in that family, there's a, uh, I, I've worked on myself a lot for the last 30, 20 years. If, if I wasn't doing any meditating, I don't want to give myself any credit here because there's still anger in me, but, you know, I've managed to subdue it to some degree and see that, at least see that it's wrong, at least see that it's there. I mean, she doesn't even see that it's there, that she had a spirit of anger. Yeah, but did you show your wife your anger before you marry her? No, I did not. So why do you judge her for not showing you hers? Because she had a whole lot. You gonna be mad at me again she before you lot, leave her today? She had a whole lot more than I did. No, that's no. If you no, are, I, if I you're in the light and you're the honest one, yes. you would have shown her yours. Yeah. Maybe set that example. Well, but uh, because if you measure her anger, it's gonna make you feel justified with it. Because yeah, yours right. is yours is not so. Yep. so big, but hers yep. is. She's Hitler and you're not. Yep. You're going to judge it that way and she's not going to get help from you because both parties are operating from anger. But uh, uh, it's obvious that if I don't take care of my own, I mean, it's all gone. It's all destroyed because the, the father does have, I mean, the, it has to start with me and that's the only way it's going to get better. So, uh, you know, otherwise my daughter's doomed and my wife's doomed and I'm doomed. So it, it is true. I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. But uh, And believe me, if you don't overcome your anger, I don't care how much you cater to your daughter and do all you do. When she turned 13, 14, she gonna, you're going to see what's been done to her because she's not getting love from you and she's not getting it from her mother. And because her mother, as you were saying, is more outward with, with it, the spirit is the same. She's not getting blah from either one. Yeah. And then you're, you're blaming the mother for it. You say, oh, it was the mother who did this to you, not me. I, your mother was out of control. I see a lot of guys I doing take, that. I, I, I take the responsibility for that. But uh, her, you know, and we can go back to the mother-in-law, how she was, she, she infused her spirit of anger from her husband. Into, into but, you know, I think you, you do what a lot of uh, Christians do. You're too into looking at other people, how bad they are and, discussing and judging how bad they are. Mm-hmm. And that's why you can't overcome your own problem. You can't have your eyes on someone else and think that you're going to get better. 
such as and so my, such because as my wife. it makes you feel good to look at her mother, to look yeah. at her, no. look at her family. It makes you feel good about your anger. It's not that bad, so no. you're not going to overcome it until you see the evilness of it. I never really felt good about it. I know I, I always realize I have this problem, but uh, you know when there's no. Uh, it does make it tougher. I guess I'm in this situation for a reason because there's no effort on her part to, you know, do anything constructive. But it ain't about her, though. Yeah. Somebody, but tell him it's not about her. He's not hearing me. Yeah, I'm hearing you. Tell him, Melissa, maybe he'll hear from you. It's not do you hear my point? Am I right in my point or wrong? You're right. What am I saying? You're saying he has to fix himself and worry about himself? Yes. Because your wife, how's your wife going to listen to an angry husband? Your wife see where you're coming from. Why would she want to listen to that? If she has anger too, it's like the devil trying to tell her how she should be. You're right. Why would she listen to that? And if you were right, she would, you, that would shame her. But that's neither here nor there. Why would your wife listen to you when she see where you're coming from too? Oh, I see that, and I think I have to hear that from you today. Yeah. Are you going to be mad at me again, or? No. Oh, okay. No, no anger today. Maybe if I think about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just reality. Your wife is not going to, she see what, you may not realize she know what's in you, but she does. Women pick up on weak men just like that. They can smell them a mile. Yes. I don't know what to say about all this. <laughs> this has just made me want to get over it. Over anger? Yeah. It's just, you know, it's we fool ourselves so much. I had another man telling me, you shouldn't say that we are of the devil when you mention anger because some people is hard enough for them as it is. And so when you say we are of the devil, you're just turning them off. I told him, I sent him, he wrote me this email, I said, don't email me anymore. Ain't nothing worse than a weak, pathetic man like that. Ladies, any man that tell you some crap like that, take their wallet and leave them forever. <laughs> They're a good one for taking the money. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it just, it just make me, you know, what really fools us, and Jim's bringing that up, is We'll, we'll compare ourselves to other people. Like yes. they blow up and we're like, oh, we're the calm one here. Yes. You know? And we're only looking good in comparison, but really we got the same spirit. The same spirit. People see what, what's in you. They, yes, sir. There's no fooling. Yes, sir. And I'm sick of the men blaming their wives. I'm sick of going to meet with men and all they talk about how bad they'll, oh, my wife is just so angry and my wife is so angry. What about you? You got anger too. No wonder your wife is like that. And so take your eyes off your wife and look at yourself so you can go for it. I never compare myself to someone else. I'm not going to think life is good just because somebody else's life is bad. You, that's not the way you do it. And only ego-driven people do something like that. An ego is of your father, the devil. Uh -huh. I don't think you can say that often enough. <laughs> <laughs> I want, we have a few minutes. I saw some hands somewhere, didn't I? No, no. Did I see your hand, Pat? Yeah, I was just going to say that, that 
uh, angry people need Hitler around. Yeah. You know, and Jim needs his wife to be the way she is so he can judge. I mean, if you, if you pull that away, then there's nobody to judge. That's right. Yeah. She's there for a reason. I see that. You're right about that. But I over, I'm going to overcome myself by my own anger by not allowing her anger to affect me. You did what now? By not allowing her anger to affect me is how I come, overcome this. And that, just to not be angry, period, is the answer. Yeah, well, you, can't, you can't overcome your anger by not allowing your wife's anger to affect you. You gotta overcome that spirit by recognizing it has made a home inside of you, and God will have to remove it. Because if you try to overcome it by not letting your wife affect you, then you're going to try to will it to be, and no. it's going to still be there. The first priority is to deal with it in yourself. I, I, I yeah, so you, I mean, and I'm, I want to clear that up because a lot of guys do say, oh, well, I got to overcome my anger by not reacting to other right. people. And so they will that in, right. and yet they're as nutty as a fruitcake. <laughs> Because it's a spirit, and there's nothing we can do about it. And if you put any effort into it at all, it is you and your father and the devil's will and not God's will. It's a spirit. There's nothing we can do about it but notice that that's what's there. Be conscious of it. And that's how you overcome it, because he will. You can't use, you can't, you can't rely on, let's say Pat was angry at me. I can't say, well, I'm going to overcome my anger by not overreacting to Pat. That be, that's ridiculous because somebody else is waiting right at the corner. They're going to pull me out. You got It's a spirit. It's a thing that's made a home inside of you. And only God can remove it when you are still enough so that the light can shine on it and take it away. Did you have your hand? Just, to, you know, it's difficult, a little bit difficult. Jim's trying to take it right now, and that's, that's fine. But it's difficult because... You know, his ego wants to believe that he has the answers already. He really doesn't, it's hard for him to hear from you, you know, in a way, because he wants to believe he already knows what to do, and he's heard all this stuff for 40 years, so, you know, it's a little diff difficult for him to just take it, you know, at this point. Actually, uh, I don't feel any bad about what Jesse's saying. What he's saying is true, that, you know, I, I have to deal with it on my own, myself. It, it's it's good that I'm hearing it again today, maybe, yeah. rather than just realizing it on my own. I, I think it's good that I I came here just to have you say that again to me, because it really is about me. It's not about my wife. And, no, it's not. And, you know, i got to be perfectly clear about that to myself. So, it's, so, so do you realize you're of your father the devil? That you're evil? <laughs> <laughs> That's not how you said it that time. <laughs> You're saying it much more lightheartedly now. But, but believe me, I don't remember. Let's say that I did. I'll just give you the benefit of the doubt. I, you know, I, I, if you were going through some of the stuff I have to go through, people call me name with the spirit of the devil, right. but I'm not moved by it. Hmm. It doesn't even bother. And it's not, I'm amazed that I'm not moved by it, to be honest with you. But it's like, it just rolls off my back. It doesn't even get inside of me. So you, the devil's not, you can't determine how the devil's going to speak to you or anybody else. That's right. And so if I had been mean that day to you, if you did not have not had that, if you did not have that evil inside of you, it wouldn't have moved you. But I, I was able to penetrate and it brought pain and you got angry and the devil said it's Jesse's fault because of the way he said it. 
look how he's speaking to you. He started talking to you. And even and you said, okay, devil, okay, daddy. Even if you, there's one thing I want you to understand. Even if you were wrong. Right, even if I was wrong. Even if you were wrong, uh, I, I, the problem was already there. The problem was there. Yeah. But I, I uh, had to go back that long ago to uh, just, I guess, because it seems to come up, and you know, and you know, you you do a great job. I've always supported you. And, you have. And you're not you're not perfect. You make mistakes sometimes. I don't know about all that. But uh, <laughs> you did you all right even, when you may even <laughs> you may even have an issue you still have to deal with. I don't know. But, <laughs> Maybe well, not. I don't know, but my heart goes out to you, buddy. But I do want to tell you, and anybody with this anger, you never gotta overcome it until you take full responsibility for that, without any excuse, without any blame, without any anything. It's no longer about mama. It's no longer about daddy. When we become adults, we are responsible now, and God is waiting right in that moment to help you through it. But as long as you have one excuse or one blame or one this or one that, you're never going to get it. There has to be a moment when it's just you. You just see it for what it is without the devil carrying on about it, and you'll be free. But, and I know you make a very simple point. You've learned about the truth. You think you know the truth, but you don't realize that you don't know it because it has not set you free. You, you've learned it intellectually, mm -hmm. And you can repeat it until the cow come home, word for word, for word for word, but you don't know the truth. You have the knowledge of it, but not the spirit of it. And that, because if you had the spirit of it, you would be a free man. I, I think, too, that's maybe one of the reasons why, in the last few years, I just, I know just listening to it has not helped me that much. No. You know, it's not helping me. And I've listened to radio, whatever, yeah. for decades, and uh, if, it, if you're not getting anywhere, you have to some. You have to put it on yourself at, at one moment and take responsibility for it. And uh, stop listening to the voices in your head. They're all lies. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Even the one that makes you judge your wife or her mama and her mama, all lies. Do not go with that. It's a setup. And I want to recommend that you want to overcome this because one thing for sure, God said that we have to repent and be born again. And what you need to repent of is this angry, judgmental nature that you have that was given to us for the most part by our parents first. And most of the time by way of our mothers because she's the closer to us and most mothers are angry and they pass that on to their children. Until you can just face that without even blaming mama, you're never going to be free. Because when I overcame, I was sitting still. God allowed me to see I had it. I couldn't even blame my mother for it I, because I understood where she had gotten it from and she had done her best. So I didn't even blame her. I just saw where it came from and by me hated her, I had to go and forgive her. But it wasn't a blame game. It was just the light allowed me to see where that anger came from. And until you could have that moment, you're never going to be free. You got to be still and know. You got to pray. When you pray, shut up. Don't talk to the devil. Just be quiet and know the truth. And you got to admit that you have it. We have a, a prayer that I would give to you if you call 800-411-2663 uh, or go to bondinfo.org. And, uh, oh, Church at Bond? You can get it from Church at Bond. 
church at bondinfo.org and order the Be Still and No CD and just pay for the shipping part of it, all right? But you're not going to enter into the kingdom until you can forgive in your spirit. Thank you so much, and thank you guys. Thank you guys. For more information or to purchase a copy of this show, visit us on the web at www.bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-BOND. Home.